Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Akuo Church, I am so excited to be with you here today to continue in this series called Heaven and Holiness. Now, this series has started to show us exactly how we can distinguish the difference between what leads us to heaven and what leads us to living in holiness. Now, these two things might seem like they're very similar, but as we've been learning, the difference between these two things could change our lives. Now, today I want to talk about some of the major ceremonies where I feel like my life changed. Now, one of the biggest ones I can think of is when I graduated from UTSA. Yeah, go runners. They, by the way, they have an undefeated football team ranked number 22 in the nation. No big deal. Uh, but anyways, when I got that degree, it opened up all kinds of doors for me to start working in careers. It changed the kind of work that I could do and the kind of thing that I would be considered to be qualified to do. Now, the next big ceremony I was a part of was my wedding. Not only was that one of my best days ever, I got to, it was because I got to marry my best friend Lauren and my pastor and good friend Doug Robbins presided over it and we had the best time at the reception dancing and just having the best time of our lives. And by the way, I don't know why in this picture I'm holding the bouquet, but I don't know, I just did as I was told. But anyways, with this ceremony, it changed my life. I went from being a single guy who ate frozen pizzas all the time to a married man who ate frozen pizzas all the time. But honestly, I never had companionship like this in my entire life. Then, I also never had responsibility like this in my life until I got married. I have been forever changed for the better because of that day. Then, the last big ceremony that changed my life had to be in September of 2016. That was the day I was licensed and ordained to be a pastor. After about a year's process and a bunch of school, I was ordained by City Church to officially be a pastor. That day led me to leading the tribe ministry at City Tribe and eventually led me to being your pastor here at Akuo. It was truly one of the great and unexpected turns that my life took. Now, what about you? Have you ever had any ceremonies that changed the trajectory of your entire life? Did your wedding change your life and, and everything that came after that? Did you graduate from a school and that moved you into a new direction? Did you re receive an award while you were serving in the armed forces or, or, or uh, as a first responder? Or did you get some sort of honor from your work? Whatever it is, these ceremonies can help push us in a direction far away from the place we came from and sometimes towards something much greater than we ever got to do. Now, today in church, uh, where we're going to be in person, we're going to be performing a ceremony called baptisms. Now, when some of us think about baptisms, we might think that this is a very, very Christian thing, right? Exclusive to Christianity. But it isn't. As a matter of fact, people converting to the Jewish faith have been doing baptisms as a part of their conversion for thousands of years. So let's say that you were a part of ancient biblical times. And you are a person that was, that was not a part of Jewish faith, but you wanted to be a part of it. There would be three different things you would have to do. First, you'd have to take a sacrifice to a priest at the temple. They would accept like a, a cow, a heifer, or a pair of dirt, turtle doves to become a burnt offering. Then, if you were a man, you'd have to get circumcised. And finally, 
they would need you to get baptized. Now, in baptism, it was incredibly important that every single piece of your body was immersed in the water. This is how you were able to be cleansed of all your old ways, all the ways before you knew God and you became Jewish. Now, once the baptism was done, the person would be known as a proselyte, which means that they were now considered to be a Jew in every way. The proselyte had fully renounced their previous life, their previous nationality, all allegiances that they had to their previous life ceased to exist. They are fully Jewish now. Now, he or she was not someone who had simply added Jewishness to their old identity. In a sense, the Gentile died when they went under the water and a new person with a new identity was born when they came out of the water. So this had been a part of their faith for a very long time. And this type of baptism is actually still a part of the conversion process for the Jewish faith. Now, the first time we see the idea of baptisms happen in the second part of the Bible, known as the New Testament, we see someone named John going around the nation of Israel, dunking people in rivers and other types of moving water to baptize them. So he was called John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist wasn't baptizing people so that they could become Jewish. No, he was doing something completely different. John's message was about repentance for the Jewish people. He wanted them to repent of their sins, which is an idea that maybe you and I have heard about here in current culture. So for John, what he wanted the Jewish people to do is repent from the ways that they had turned so far away from what God had set up for them. The Jewish people had actually created a list of more than 600 laws that people had to follow to be considered close to God. The more rules you kept, the better person you were. So John, sent by God, was there to have these Jewish people repent from their sins and start getting ready for something greater that God would be sending. And we see all this happening in the account of Matthew. So let's take a look and see what Matthew had to say about what John the Baptist was up to. Here in this section, we're gonna be reading what John the Baptist is saying. So he says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, when it says repent right here, there's a better idea of this when we look at the original language the New Testament was written in, which is Greek. So when it says repent right here, the word used in the Greek that's actually there is metanoio, which literally means to think differently after or after a change of mind. So what John wanted these Jewish people to do was to think differently or change their minds about the sins they were committing. You see, the Jewish people did not realize how far they had drifted from God's law and the requirements that were laid down by all the prophets, all the people that got to hear from God and relayed messages to the people of Israel. They had heaped on so many extra things that it wasn't what God had originally intended for them. And John knows that if the Jews are able to change their minds about how they follow God and rinse themselves and become a new person, then they will be ready for the one that is being sent, the one that will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And that person is Jesus. And he's about to enter into John's life. So let's take a look at what happened when Jesus and John the Baptist met up. Let's look at the third chapter of Matthew's account. There it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? 
But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. So Jesus knows what's up with John. Jesus is ready to get baptized, but John is unsure of this whole thing. You see, John has been informed by God of who Jesus is, the one that will save the world, otherwise known as the Messiah. So John is like, no way, man. I know who you are. I know who I am. You should be the one baptizing me. However, Jesus insists that it needs to get done because it's something that God, his father, requires. Now, the question that I'm sure John had in his head, and the question I always think when, when I read through this is, why would this be a requirement? Why does God need Jesus to be baptized? I mean, he's a man without sin, right? We read that time and time again. So there's no repentance. He doesn't have to be forgiven of sins or, or, or confess sins. What could this be about? Now, some theologians think that Jesus could be taking on the sins of the Jewish people, which makes some sense because there's a historical precedence set earlier on with some of the heroes of the Jewish faith like Moses and Daniel. They would confess the sins of their nation to God all on their own. So maybe that, that might be it, but I think there, there's a little bit more to it than just that. You see, Jesus came to the world not only to connect with the holy people of that time, the, the people that were Jewish and the people of Israel, Jesus came to the world for everybody else, the sinners. Jesus came to wash away the sins of everyone that believed in him. So I think part of the reasoning for this was Jesus showing all the sinners that would come after him that he was right there next to them, that he was in it with them. This was a metaphor for Jesus coming down from heaven and transitioning from the child of Mary and the son of Joseph and moving into the work that he had come to this earth to do. A confirmation of what he had been sent here for. Much like what we would see in the Jewish culture, Jesus came out of the water changed with a new purpose. Now look and see at what happens when John the Baptist pulls Jesus out of the water. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. What an incredible scene. Jesus is coming up out of the water and people hear a literal voice from heaven talking down to them while the Holy Spirit comes down and like settles on Jesus. This is a time where all three parts of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father are in the same place in a recorded event. So cool. Now this might sound silly to say, but we need to remember that all of this happened before Jesus sacrificed his life for all of us. Things changed once Jesus laid his life down and came back from the dead. Now remember that John said that the one coming after him was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit, not necessarily with the cleansing of water. And we see that happen time and again after Jesus has died, came back to life, and then ascended into heaven. In the historical accounts of the Acts of the Apostles, we would see that the Spirit would come down on crowds of people that believed in who Jesus was and what he did for all of us. When they, this happened, they would have this literal manifestation of the Holy Spirit, like speaking in languages they had never spoken before them. People that were watching would be amazed. Now here's the interesting thing. In the book of Acts, whenever the apostle Peter would be dealing with groups of Jewish people, the act of repentance was a part of them becoming believers in Jesus. They had to change their minds on how they had seen God in the past connected to all these rules and regulations, just in the same way that John had, had them change. They had to change their minds to the ways that Jesus had actually raised the bar for all of them, right? 
So once the Jewish people re repent, change their minds to who Jesus was, they would then go and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Remember to those in the Jewish faith, a baptism was about becoming a new person. And that's what they were doing. They were becoming a new person in Jesus. But the Jews didn't make the entire world. And Jesus came for everyone. So what happened then and now for people that aren't Jewish? Well, back then they called them the Gentiles, right? So for the Gentiles, they didn't have to repent for a misguided understanding of God's laws and how to follow them. They, they didn't know them at all. So when they came to faith through Jesus, there is no need for this idea of changing their mind from the law to a world led by Jesus. With that being said, as soon as these Gentiles would come to faith, they would receive the Holy Spirit. Just like John the Baptist said, they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were made new in that exact moment of belief. And it was only then the new believers would go and get baptized to let the world know that they were new people. They got baptized to let everyone around them know that they had made a decision to follow the ways of Jesus in the best way they possibly could. The baptism itself didn't change them. However, it was an incredibly important step for them to take. You see, getting baptized isn't what made them or makes us Christians. Getting baptized isn't what makes us a believer in Jesus. That happened before we ever stepped into the water. In the same way that walking the stage and getting my degree, it didn't give me any extra knowledge. I'd learned all that stuff before. A ceremony wasn't gonna help me learn anything new. However, the ceremony was a confirmation of all the things that had come before. On my wedding day, when I got, got up in front of all those people and exchanged vows with my wife, Lauren, that wasn't the day I fell in love with her. I also didn't like receive an extra portion of love when I was standing up, with, up there with her. However, the ceremony was a confirmation of it. Then on the day I got ordained as a pastor, that wasn't the day that I started using my life to do my best to connect people to Jesus. However, it was a confirmation of it. And this is a great picture of what baptism is. It's a confirmation of the connection you have to the Holy Spirit. And we don't do it because we're scared or guilted into doing it. We want people to get baptized because they are loved by and love Jesus so much that they want to confirm that love through baptism. Now, for some of you listening right now, you might be hearing about Jesus and this connection for the very first time. Or maybe you don't have that love for Jesus because you haven't started to believe in who he was and what he did here on the earth. If that's you and you want to start the relationship with him, I wanna give you a chance to do that right now. To do that, all you have to do is have a simple, conversation with him. We would call that a prayer. So in that prayer, all you have to do is tell him that you believe in him and what he did. That's it. Now to help you out, I'm going to ask all of our Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community standing by you at all times, especially in prayer. So let's all bow our heads and, and pray something like this today. Jesus, I just want to say that I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. And whether you have been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds, like you just did it right now, 
or the last five decades and you want to further confirm that relationship with Jesus, you want to make it deeper, go ahead and pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for the sacrifice that you made for me. Thank you for everything that you did. Thank you for the unending grace and forgiveness. Jesus, help me remember that I didn't do anything to receive that. And I can't do anything to push it away once you give it to me. Jesus, help me see all the ways that you have made my life better. Jesus, show me all the ways that you have changed me into a new person through the Holy Spirit. Jesus, show me how to live my life becoming more holy by following your example of humility and love. Thank you for everything. I love you. And we pray all these things in the mighty, awesome, and loving name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you guys are listening to this on Sunday, October 31st, guys, it's before 10 o'clock. Come down, get baptized. You can do it today, right now. Get some clothes on. Meet us at 100 Quinton, San Antonio, Texas, 7820, C01, and get baptized today. All right? Now, there are some other things that we have going on here in our cool community that I'd like to share with you. And the first thing I want to talk about is all the different community groups that we have going on every single week. I want to make sure that you know that we want you to be a part of one. So if you are interested in being a part of one of these groups, you can go to our website or check out our social media and click on the community groups link to get them to go check them out and then get signed up. Guys, right now, we have eight different groups going on at our church. I guarantee you that there's gonna be one that you will fit in perfectly with. If you like running, if you like eating, if you just like hanging out, if you like worship music, whatever it is, we have the right one for you and we want you to find one because this might be the best thing you've ever done while you're a part of our Akuo community. Now, one of the best days we've ever had at Akuo happened yesterday. For the second year in a row, we hosted a trunk or treat. There were so many awesome cars and so many smiling faces and so many cool costumes. It was so much fun. Thank you all so much for being a part of this amazing event. I can't wait to do it even bigger and better next year. Now, the only reason that we are able to do any of these things is because of you and your generosity. The reason that we are able to link to our communities in ways like this is because of all of you that give to God's kingdom movements and trust that God wants to work through you here at Akuo. So just right now, just I wanna thank you so much for your generosity. And here at Akuo, what we do uh, to practice the biblical method of generosity is we do something called tithing, which just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church, because we know that when you trust God with what you have, there's a great blessing. Now, right now, that might not be a possibility for you. Things might be really, really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough right now, I want you to reach out to us because we would love to be linked to you right now. We would love to be giving to you to help you out. So if you need anything at all, that means phone bill paid, rent paid, car payment, gas, groceries, whatever, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedaveta at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here to Akuo, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text the tithe option for that. All you have to do is text akuo 
A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your tithe through check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today, so I just want to let you know that we all love you so much and that we are all praying for you all week long. So please allow me to pray for you one last time uh, before we go ahead and go our separate ways. So Jesus says, Everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone. I just ask that you would continue to speak to all the people out there. And I pray that they would hear you and move in the direction that you want them to move. Jesus, I pray that you would just show them how they can confirm the ways that the Holy Spirit has been moving in their lives. Whether it's through baptism, whether it's through helping out their neighbor, whether it's through just serving you in the best way possible or spending time with you, Lord, I pray that they would see all the great ways that you could confirm this faith. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you today. We will see you at one of our community groups this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.